podcast where together we're going to crack the code on the secrets of movement longevity so you could do whatever the heck you want to do and what are the best practices to make sure it does not stop you from doing what you want to do it's chiropractor the reason i call myself the realist chiropractor is because when you hear from me i can guarantee you three things one no bs two i'm not going to sell you anything and three there, everything that I tell you is going to be 100% applicable to you in your life. We got an awesome episode planned for today. I don't do a lot of planning, but I had this one on mind since last week. And today we are going to talk about shoulder pain. I have recently been seeing a whole lot of shoulder pain in the office. I have heard a whole lot of stories about things that people have tried. And I want to lay it all out there as to what is shoulder pain? Where is it coming from? Shoulder pain itself is a very individual dependent scenario because there are a lot of causes of shoulder pain and there are a lot of nuances to shoulder pain, how it happened, how to fix it and how to keep it coming back. And that's what we want to discuss today. I will frequently talk to people that, that will tell me that they woke up in pain in their shoulder that their shoulder was creaky, achy, and it only got worse from there after, you know, just waking up after a night's sleep. I've also heard from people that have hurt their shoulder playing golf, hitting it fat into the into the turf and pulling shoulder muscles. I've also heard from people that have shoulder pain building up over time as they work out uh, bench press, overhead press, and do things like that. There are a lot of differences in shoulder pain. Everyone's pain is different. That is certainly the case in all facets. But the thing about the shoulder is that it is a very unique joint. It is the most mobile joint in the body, one of the most mobile joints in the body. And because of that, there are a lot of parts that are going to influence and how the shoulder moves. And for that reason, the pain generator or the the problem in itself could be coming from a a multitude of, of places. So that is why we are going to discuss this today. Why should you care? Very good question. Why you should care is because in the past, I've seen people that will get very generic shoulder exercises that are going to focus on strengthening certain muscle groups. If you've heard uh, any of the podcast material before, you are 100% aware that I do not go for treating specific muscle groups um, as as individuals. I, I, I certainly believe in treating the person as an individual, but I certainly do not think about treating uh, individual muscle groups on their own in terms of strengthening or lengthening or anything in between because everybody's movement pattern is going to be 100% reliant on what's going on throughout their entire body. If we are trying to focus on a certain area and, and really hone in on a certain area, we're going to miss what the actual problem is. And this could not be more pertinent to anything more than shoulder pain because shoulder is influenced by a variety of structures throughout the entire body. That is 100% fact. I have seen many patients that have gotten better, um, able to uh, achieve more with their shoulder by changing the angle of their pelvis when they are pressing a barbell overhead or even reaching their arms overhead. But classically, what we're looking at with the shoulder on the first visit, we're looking for how the shoulder joint itself is going to move. We are looking to how the shoulder blade behind is going to move. That is one of the shoulder's main connections to the body. We are also looking at the thoracic spine, that mid-back, and the rib cage involved as well. 
Lastly, we're going to look at the neck because we know that a lot of shoulder pain is actually a neck referral and can be a neck referral. So we're going to make sure we cover all of those bases and because we want to treat the root cause. We need to see how this person is moving their shoulder. When we're able to determine where the actual problem is coming from, we're able to fix it real fast, give this person the, the outcome that they're looking for, and teach them how to make sure this never comes back. Probably the most consistent reason for shoulder pain that I see in my office in active individuals and in, in people that tend to um, run, play, work out, and do all these sorts of things is that they cannot move their ribs. Now, when you think about it, the shoulder is attached to the shoulder blade, and that shoulder blade has a very close relationship with the rib cage. When those ribs are not moving well or they're, they're structure, they're formed differently, they hold a structure that's different than the contour of the shoulder blade, we are going to get a different relationship there and movement is going to change. Structure determines function. So as the structure changes, we know that the movement is going to change. When the movement starts changing, we are going to start to borrow ranges of motion from other places. We're going to start to use other muscles in order to achieve ranges of motion. And when we do that long enough, we are going to start to lose the essence of the function of the shoulder joint itself, the shoulder joint proper. And that is essentially a slide and glide through that ball and socket joint. So when we start borrowing ranges of motion from other places, we are essentially robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's essentially like splitting up a workout with your partner and having them do the majority of the heavy lifting while you take it easy. As they're continuing to do all the heavy lifting for you, number one, they're starting to burn down. Number two, you are not getting better. And that's essentially what happens when we create movement compensations within the scapula, rib cage, and the shoulder joint itself. Another very common thing that I see in shoulder pain patients is essentially the inability to, to glide their scapula up when they go up overhead with their arm. Now, we know that the shoulder joint itself is extremely mobile, but it also relies on the scapula to glide up in order to provide clearance for that motion. So a lot of times, these are the people that we kind of see hiking their shoulder and using their trap muscle to get their arm overhead. We can also see referral patterns from the neck. Certainly, we know that the nerves of the neck are going to run down in the shoulder. Shoulder pain can very, very frequently um, be a neck problem. That's, that's a referral pattern. And lastly, we're going to talk briefly about the thoracic spine. Because if your activity requires any form of rotation or any form of extension through your upper body, and you cannot achieve that at the thoracic spine, you are going to start to borrow ranges of motion from other places. And once again, the same analogy, that same analysis as earlier, if we are borrowing ranges of motion from other places for long periods of time, eventually something's going to run out, the straw's going to break, and we are going to be in some form of an issue. What I am trying to highlight here and, and be very direct about is that there are many, many places in the body that can be responsible for someone's shoulder pain. And unless we're able to take the time to address exactly what's going on, we are not going to have the result that we're looking for. I tend to see a lot of patients that are coming out of physical therapy clinics because they did not get the result they wanted. I recently had a patient that spent an entire year going to physical therapy 
And uh, she spent uh, an hour with me and, and she said that she realized that she wasted time, her time going to physical therapy because they did not get to the root cause. And she felt better within an hour than she did within a year at another place. I, I do not say that for any reason other than the fact that we're spending the time with people to get them well. And when we invest that amount of time in our patients, we know that we are going to be able to make the right judgment calls. We're going to find the right things and we're ultimately going to give them the relief. Now, some very, very classic um, remedies for shoulder pain are going to be certain forms of stretching. Now, everything that I discussed earlier was a movement strategy issue, was either we had lack of movement through the ribs, lack of movement through the shoulder blade, we had um, we were barring ranges of motion, and that's why now our shoulder can't get up overhead. We have some form of obstruction uh, in the neck, or we are unable to properly move our thoracic spine. Now, your big box physical therapy clinic is going to go about this a very, very different way. Instead of finding the root cause and addressing it through fixing the foundation and then building up from there, they're going to find tight muscles and they're going to find weakness and they're going to try to address it that way. The problem with that is that rarely are tight muscles a result of the muscle just being tight to begin with. If you listen to any of my stuff before, you know that the muscles are 100% reliant on the joint position in order to determine the tone. So if um, so the tightness, the specific tightness, that dial is going to turn up depending on how unaware the brain is of a joint being in that position. And what that means is if our shoulder is being positioned in a way that it should not be, the brain is going to dial up that much more tightness and we're going to move it even less than we already do. The opposite side of that coin is if we are able to achieve better position through our joints to begin with, then the brain is going to, it's going to be aware of that. It's going to read it a lot better. That's safe for it. It's going to start dialing down the tissue tension or the tone of the muscle. So for me, stretching without addressing the joint position is going to be a waste because we're not getting into any, anything other than surface level care. And we know that surface level care is going to yield results that we don't necessarily desire long term. Another very, very easy, um, easy fix in the big box physical therapy places are strengthening exercises that are going to target the rotator cuff specifically. Um, a lot of you might be very aware of um, external rotation and internal rotation of the shoulder that's done in different positions with the band. That's a strength exercise. Now, once again, if we already have tension through an area, I do not understand. I cannot fathom why we'd want to create more tension. Strength in that regard is not going to be helpful because we already have a movement problem. And now we're going to work to layer over that with, if it does get stronger, we have strengthened it in a position that is, is not helpful for that area. And, and likely what's going to happen is we don't get stronger and we are going to start to, or are going to continue to cement in movement patterns that have not been helpful for us in the past. So what does this mean for you? Now, in my opinion, everyone should be, if they are having some issue with their shoulder, they should be going to a practitioner that they know is going to do a very, very thorough workup on them because it's going to take that detail in order to remedy the shoulder and make sure that it never comes back. This is very easily done by 
uh, taking a discovery visit, free visit, or even a first exam. Um, for me, I don't even care if it's paid, but at least it gives you an opportunity to to listen to the practitioner that you're going to in order to see if they are going to um, address your shoulder properly, which is making sure we take all the boxes of places that the root cause could be hidden. See if they are going to um, address your shoulder properly, which is making sure we take all the boxes of places that the root cause could be hidden. Secondly, I think very, very applicable is, is we need to avoid YouTube exercises or blanket exercises, the clickbait style titles. For example, uh, three exercises that, that fix all shoulder pain. Now, we don't know that to be the case at all. Um, in fact, I I've have had many shoulder pain patients that I don't know if I've treated any of them exactly the same because they've all had different goals, that's for sure, and they were all different. So when we start believing and start um, investing in um, in exercise programs or regimens that are not 100% tailored to us, we might get better for a short period of time. It's certainly not going to last, and we are certainly not going to get to the outcome that we want. So that being said, it's very, very important that what you get is 100% individualized. I'm not talking about that online program that was um, $15 on, on Instagram. Um, that's not going to get you anywhere at all. And unfortunately, if you go through that online program, hoping that it's going to change something, if you don't set your expectations in the very beginning, the, the biggest tragedy is that hope is going to drop and you think you're going to need something other than rehab, something other than a natural fix for that shoulder. So in conclusion... Shoulder pain can come from many, many areas, and it's important that when we do have shoulder pain, we can find someone that's able to help us address the root cause of our shoulder pain. Because there are many structures that are going to influence how the shoulder moves, we need to be sure we're pushing the right buttons. What that means exactly is finding the root cause and making sure we treat it in the best methods possible to make sure this does not come back. Folks, I hope that this was educational for you. I hope that you learned something. I hope at the very least it got you thinking. We need to make sure that when we are addressing shoulder pain, we are not only getting to the root cause, but we are going to put the best treatment on it. We're going to start to build our foundation, which for me is breathing and access to our joints. And when we're able to do that, when we're able to correct the motion and strengthen it over time, we're going to get those results that people are desperately, desperately needing. Once again, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the topic because it is a popular one and is one that I get a lot of questions on. Now, the only way for this podcast to grow is to share it. So if you got something from this, I hope that you would at least give it a thought to share this, this episode with someone that you know. I would be forever grateful. Thanks again. Looking forward to next week. Bye-bye.